Hey guys, Murray Valeriano, the Road Stories Podcast here. Excuse my voice. Wow. I didn't realize how bad it was till I heard it through the microphone. Is there a big difference? Oh yeah. Yeah? Okay. Um, I'm not sick. I just lost my voice for no apparent reason. Um, but I'm a professional. I come through. I'm here for you guys to record a podcast um, and let you know what's coming up. Uh, August 19th, I'll be co-headlining the Melrose Improv with uh, Tim Lee. Good guy, good guy, funny guy. Uh, I've been touring a lot with him lately, so you can get your tickets at the Improv website. Uh, if you put in the promo code MURRAY, I believe all caps, M-E-R-R-A-Y, you can get two tickets for $10. That is a big savings. What's the math on that? Let me see. The regular 15. So you get two for 10. That's a $10 $10. savings. Mm -hmm. That's a $10 savings. You know what you can get with $10? One drink. At the improv, yes. And a a dollar tip, I think, is how it works out. So you can't afford not to go. Then, of course, the big plug is the LA Podcast Festival. I will be there. What are the dates on that, Aaron? September 23rd through the 25th. Uh, September 23rd, I will be doing the live Road Stories podcast at 11 p.m. Great guest. Greg Barron is scheduled, of course. Um, All, what's the phrase they always use? Lineup subject to change. Yeah. Lineup subject to change in case something comes up and Greg can't do it. But I'm pretty sure Greg will be there and a bunch of other comics will be dropping in. I'll be there. Aaron will be there. In the audience. In the audience, drinking some of my free booze. Oh, you don't really drink, do you? No, I don't at all. All right. Aaron will be there being boring. Uh, (laughs) But it's a good time. I always have uh, comics at the festival come and hang out, and uh, we have a good time. So uh, if you can't make it to the festival, you can live stream it. Go to LAPodFest.com. Is that right? Yep. Click on the live stream. It's 25 bucks, but if you put in the promo code ROAD, I believe it's ROAD, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. I got to start looking this stuff up before I... (laughs) Put in the Como Road, Como, put in the promo road, and you get $5 off. $5 off, right? Yes, 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 five. That is a savings of what? Five. $5, $5. You can get half a drink at the Melrose Improv. <laughs> so put in the promo code road, and you can live stream it all weekend, and then it stays up for like a month, so you can watch my show, you can watch all the other shows that are on the festival. You cannot watch the stand-up show, is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. <clears throat> Which I don't think I'm doing anyway, I haven't been asked yet. Anyway, who cares? Uh, but the Road Stories podcast will be there Friday night, eleven o'clock. Uh, if you're coming out, come out, come out. We got the you got well, you want to come out on a Friday because you got the opening party, mm-hmm. free drinks at the opening party. Yeah. Oh yeah, free drinks and yeah. free hors d'oeuvres. Mm-hmm. They have Absolutely. some great little spring rolls. I remember from last year. Yeah, yeah, they're very good. Um, so you got the opening party, then you got a couple of podcasts that nobody cares about. Then you got Road Stories at eleven o'clock. Uh, and they're only up against one other podcast, I believe, right? And that's Kill Tony. Yeah. Kill Tony and uh, Tony Hinchcliffe's a funny dude. Mm-hmm. That's the right Tony, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know much about his podcast, but come to mine. Don't go to his. You know why? Because he goes out and does his podcast. I stay here. So you, this is the only chance you get to see mine live. <laughs> so LA Podfest coming on. I'm looking forward to uh, meeting uh, listeners and seeing the ones who I've met before uh, each year. So always, come, you know, and I'll be around. Oh, I'm going to be periscoping the whole thing, too. I agreed to do that again. I'll be periscoping throughout the weekend. So follow me at Murray V on Twitter. And I promise my voice will uh, be back by then, I guess. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns. And fees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs. And blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette. Drunks in the front, making out for your set. And middle acts doing blow more, missing merch. And drive the rental car past another mega church. And juice keys, vagina fists, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon. All right, thanks for tuning in to the Road Stories podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Murray Valeriano, part of the All Things Comedy Network. What's going on over at All Things Comedy, Aaron? Uh, we have a new show. Actually, it's been around for a year or so, but uh, the International <laughs> Bad really Boys. Bad. No, that's not new. <laughs> the International Bad Boys has its own feed now. It used oh. to be on the Naughty Show, and now it's on its own. Oh, so it's Ooh. part of All Things Comedy now? Yes. yes. Who's that, Sam Tripoli? Sam Tripoli and Steve Oh, Randolph. very nice. Yeah. And who? Steve Randolph. Oh, I don't know him. Sure. Store guy at the store. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Why yeah. not? All right, sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's it? Just one new show? At the moment. All right. All right. Well, check out All Things Comedy. What's going on over there? I have to apologize for my voice. Um, I just lost it. I don't know why. Did you do a show last night? No, I've been off all week. 
So I haven't. That's weird. Yeah, I just woke up and I couldn't talk. Dried out, maybe. I don't know. I'm, I'm uh, keeping very, very yeah, hydrated. Very keeping very, very hydrated. Good. Well, um, if you've been in LA lately, everyone's just wiping boogers on each other and just geez, coughing all over the place. It's bad. Like anywhere you go in it's LA, bad like, out here, man. Everyone's what a weird futuristic like movie. Are you describing? <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, like tw- later 2016. That's how futuristic it is. Wouldn't that be the saddest Blade yeah. Runner? If people just <laughs> snotting on each other. That was it. Like, so oh, sad. what a bleak future. Just snot everywhere. Hocking loogies at yeah. each other. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's really not. Not that bad. <laughs> you know, like, it's really not that. Bad. What happened while I was gone, Aaron? That people are wiping boogers all over the place. Yeah, it is good to be back. This is my first time back in the studio in how nice. many weeks now? Three weeks, at least. Yeah, yeah. Three or four weeks. I was out in the Middle East doing some oh, tours. Wow. Oh wow! Nice. And uh, maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe I'm just. Oh, that could be it. From coming back, dried out. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're in 130 and 40 degree temperatures. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why my voice went. Yeah. Oh, right, <laughs> I sweated off 30 pounds. <laughs> yeah, but, that reminds me of one time I was at home and my feet started burning. And I was like, oh, this is serious because I've never had this before. Right. Uh, and as a fat guy, I'm immediately I go to diabetes. Sure, I'm like, this sure, is how everyone geez. gets this is the symptom. Before everyone gets their feet chopped off, right, or whatever. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, oh no. Then later, I'm talking to one of my friends, and they're like, "It was so funny what you did at that party." And I was like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "Remember when you proved everyone that you could still moonwalk?" And I was like, "Oh yeah," and I did it in my socks on like a first rug, <laughs> right. and I was, and it probably burned my feet doing it. Damn it, stupid! <laughs> but could you still moonwalk? Uh, yes, I could. Oh, hell yeah. That's, 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 a, it's worth it. That's not a sign of diabetes. That's alcoholism. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't remember what you did at the party last night. Um, uh, well, joining uh, me today, uh, man, my voice is really shot. Uh, joining me today, uh, second time for Jerry Rocha Hello. on the show. How you doing? Jerry Thank Rocha you for having me back. Us. Yes, I'm just glad Thank to have you. you back. And now, listeners know I always like to book friends because it, it makes for a better show. Absolutely. Um, and so I, say, I said, hey. Who would you like to do it with? Last time you did it with somebody else, I like to switch it up. Yeah. Um, he was like, hey, how about Mike Black? And I said, oh, shit, I haven't heard that name in I don't know how long, man. How long has it been since we've seen each other? It, it has to have been 10 years. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, Somewhere yeah. around there, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and back before when uh, Comedy Underground used to still exist. Yes, yes. And now it's I think it's like a gymnasium for Scientologists or something. <laughs> I don't know what exactly <laughs> they do there now, but that was where I first did stand-up, and it was like you and Kevin Bray and a bunch of different guys like that. Oh, Kevin Bray. Wow, time. I haven't heard that name in a long time. Is he yeah, still around? Yeah, Sally Mullins. Uh, I think Kevin Bray is like uh, in White Collar Crime now or something oh, really? like that. I don't know exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. He's well, gotten into the business world. That's yeah. a good rumor to start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember there was a comedy underground. It was great, man. It was the perfect. It was probably before your time. It was. Yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, Galern uh, would go there all the time. Jason Galern. Who yeah. else was? Uh, Craig Coleman. Craig Coleman. Sally Mullins. Yeah. A lot Ari Shafir would go there. Ari, yeah, yeah. Dave Taylor. Dave, I was just going to say Dave Taylor. Uh, it was great, man. Yeah. It was like, it's the way the old comedy clubs used to be. Very low ceiling. Oh, nice. Dark. It was great because it was like kind not really an open mic it was a booked show yeah but like everyone would do about 10 minutes oh and so you really got everyone's flavor by the time they were done mm-hmm. they weren't like nervous about cramming sure, all the 15 hit. minutes yeah. into four or whatever <laughs> yeah. you know was it owned by was it like a free was it its own it comedy was, club or was it like a place that did comedy the dude who owned it was real in the meth i remember that oh really i don't remember his name but he would come up to me after kevin bray just real speed freak <laughs> yeah uh, no this guy looked like frank stallone Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> but wearing a Hawaiian shirt. That's the, <laughs> the big difference between him and the actual Frank Stallone. So and he, he wore like tropical, cowboy boots. He was a tropical Frank Stallone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tropical cowboy Frank, Frank Stallone. Yeah. <laughs> Frank Stallone always on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> the variant action figure. Yeah. Tropical Frank Stallone. <laughs> and so that guy would like hassle us. Like, How much money did you guys make? And we're like, well, I don't know. We made enough for, right. for performing in a fucking alley underground. <laughs> yeah. We made eight dollars what were what did you think was gonna happen tonight you know well hats off to that guy for doing meth before it was cool <laughs> yeah. yeah right <laughs> that's, gotta, that's gotta be like 98, 98. yeah he smelled it. He, he knew it was coming that he was felt heroic. the wind yeah. yeah were you there for the uh brian Irwin 
stopping the knife wielding maniac. Oh no, Jesus. no, I've had Brian Irwin on the show and he hasn't told us that story. I cannot believe it's his favorite story really? in, in the universe because he looks like a superhero. Right, right. But it was me and Craig Coleman were running the show that mm-hmm. night, and Brian was just there. And we're just hanging out, and it's beforehand. We're doing the flyer bit where we're like, hey, come down this alley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a real great setup. Come down, <laughs> come down this alley and follow <laughs> us and <laughs> see some comedy. We <laughs> promise nothing will happen. <laughs> well, as if as if our rep wasn't bad enough, around the corner, a family of Mexicans comes running, blood all over them. Oh, Jesus. And screaming in Spanish. None of us know what the hell they're saying. Right. But we just know they're running down the alley and go like looking back like something's chasing them. And so we're like, uh, I don't know. And I somewhere in there we sussed out the word knife. Right. And so me and Craig look at each other. Brian goes booking in the direction of danger. Right. Like where first responder, Brian. <laughs> yeah. He goes running off. Craig goes, let's go. And he goes running off. And I wait there in case someone shows up for the show. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm not. We can't all leave. And you're really and, committed to being a barker there, Mike. And that I, was amazing. And I, I could actually do 20 minutes if these guys get yeah. killed. Right. And I heard knife, so I'm staying here. Yeah. And so what happened is they get there. Brian finds the guy with the knife, tackles him to the ground, knocks the knife out of his Jesus. hand. Cops show up, they start piling on, and they're like, freeze, you fire, don't move, fuck you, and all that stuff. And they've got him down. Coleman comes out last. The guy's <laughs> under a pile of officers and Brian Irwin. Coleman steps on the guy's hand and goes, don't even think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, hero. Yes. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> Coleman himself said he was like, I, I was the best rookie cop ever in that moment. <laughs> <You know? laughs> And uh, so Brian got like a commendation for doing it. And uh, then they came back and told me about it. And they were like, where were you? I was like, hey, someone's got to mind the story. (laughs) Somebody's got to give the $8 to the meth head. Exactly. (laughs) I think it would have been better if all that had been going on. You had convinced the Mexican family to come in and watch (laughs) the comedy show. Yeah. Yeah. Free comedy show for you guys. We'll wash off the blood. It's the least we can do. Yeah, we'll rinse this blood off you and you can... (laughs) You could come in and catch we a show. We have a restroom. Go nuts. Yeah. You know. Jerry, were you re- are you related to that family? I, I don't know. I might be. There's a very good chance. I mean, we all kind of are. So, I mean, it's it's a numbers game. And, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. The I worst love, part I, is my mom speaks fluent Spanish. Yeah, and I, yeah. just, I don't care. <clears throat> I just never cared. Uh, I love that. <laughs> I love that Brian Irwin tag, and now he's like the head of the PTA committee. In right, his home now. that's he's the like, best. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to just running in and beating the shit out of a guy. That's great. When I first got into town, I uh, I started doing a show. I was taking a like real low end improv class on Hollywood Boulevard back when it was still, you know, this right. is late nineties, oh, yeah. so it was still shit. And uh, I think it's where the old, where the new improv, where the improv Olympic is now. Oh mm-hmm. wow, yeah, I okay. think it's right there because yeah. I remember okay. sitting on those stairs and it was. It was just, you know, dirty and grimy, and I was sitting on the stairs, and you can only really just see the alley, and you can only see like five feet in front of you, and I was talking to this one person about how shitty this improv class is, and I can't believe we're, we're taking this, and we're sure. thinking about get, you know, getting out of it, and as we're talking, a guy walks past us with a bow and arrow fully drawn <laughs> and just walks past us down the alley. I'm like, yeah, I'm out of here. That's yeah, it. Wow, that'll do it. <laughs> That's it. That yeah. dude had a bead on somebody. <laughs> Old school bow and arrow. <laughs> but not even a compound bow and arrow. You know, right. Just one of those. Yeah, the- he probably had to make it himself. <laughs> yeah, probably. He probably sat there and strung it and everything. And was like, here we go. It's like, almost worth getting shot to hear his story of like, who wronged you? <laughs> yeah, why is it like, who who was crazy enough to wrong bow and arrow guy in the first place? You know? Yeah, wait, isn't it the last guy you fuck with is <laughs> yeah. a guy holding a bow and arrow? Isn't that like, well, this guy, if he's holding one, he knows how to use it, clearly. And he's probably waiting. And also, what's the wait. other guy packing? Like, do, Does he have one of those maces with like the, yeah. the chain and the ball with the spikes on it, you know. Uh, all right, nerd, you lost me. <laughs> Speaking of which, I got to give it to Mike Black. You, you were, uh, in my opinion, and I could be wrong here. You were like, you were the first guy to carry the nerd flag proudly. 
that, oh, yeah. that I ever met. Before it became really cool and really hip, and before Hardwick brought on the Nerdist, you were carrying the nerd flag. That's very true. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't know if it's anything to brag about, but it's, <laughs> I definitely was. Yeah, yeah. You're like that. You're like the Brazilian guy who invented the, the plane. Remember that? Did you see that? The, <laughs> the, the Rio ceremonies? How they had to like just rub it in? Like, nah, fuck the Wright brothers. Right, Our right. guy did it. Yeah, I like that. To think I'm like, exactly like yeah. the Brazilian guy that invented the plane. <laughs> That's who you were, Mike. You invented. <laughs> but no, I remember at the improv doing a show uh, called Intergalactic Defenders of Comedy. Yes, I This was a that. long time ago, and we got Stan Lee to be a guest on it. That's great. And this is where pop culture was. We we were going to present him with a plaque, and the guy who did the plaque had no idea who we were talking about. Oh, really? And he just wrote Stanley. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, on the plaque. They're giving some guy named Stanley a plaque. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the, uh, I was with Levity at the time, and uh-huh. the head of Levity knows her shit because her husband's a huge nerd. Oh, He's Judy. Like super into yeah. Should I not say names? I don't care. Okay. It, you know, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> so I'm not in trouble. <laughs> but, uh, but so. I'm going to just keep playing uh, dumb. I yeah, yeah. Who? Yeah. One of the, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, like one of the assistants was just like, some Stan Lee or whatever is on the phone. I don't even know. I put him on hold. And she was like, you know who you put on hold? And they're no. <laughs> Uh, someone who's responsible for more box office than George Lucas and Walt Disney put together. Right. Get him on the phone yeah. now. <laughs> and he was so great. He was like the nicest guy in the world at the show. Like uh-huh. He was very like self-effacing. He was like, I wore my best toupee for this show oh, and all you great. have is lemonade. You know, he, he, was, he was just such a, a great guy that's... to have. And uh, But yeah, and people came out and saw the show, but I would say about a quarter of them knew who he was and right. the rest were just there for drinks and stuff. Sure, you know? sure. Now who else was on that? Did you just uh, book nerd comedians or No, we did like themes. We did a punishment. I know you didn't book me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Shots fired. Well, you're not nerdy enough. <laughs> Take that as a compliment. That's that's Actually, a good thing. I was on my uh, extended hiatus of stand up when you were doing oh, okay. that. So Well we did like a theme night uh for Punisher where Thomas Jane <laughs> came out. I'm not kidding. Thomas Jane, who was playing the Punisher, came out. And what, what was he playing he, the Punisher he, in? In the Punisher. Was that War a movie? Zone. Punisher yeah. Warzone. Oh, okay. No, no, no. The one before the Punisher Warzone. with John yeah, Travolta. That's right. And uh, yeah. he had written his own comic book called Alien Pig Farm. And he's a nut in <laughs> right, real life. Really? He's he's a great guy, but just he's nuts. He's out of his gourd. Right. But he's also one of those guys that's cooler by default than I'll ever be in my life. Uh-huh. <laughs> like he was like, can I buy you a beer? And I was like, sure. I was like, I'll have a beer with the Punisher. This is great. And he goes two Guinness. And so I'm like gingerly pouring my Guinness into the glass and he just crushes his over it. And it stops exactly where it's supposed to not like one drop is wasted or anything like that. I was like, this is the coolest guy I've ever met. <laughs> and so at one point though, he's like, so do you want me to just go around and hand out my comic book to everyone? And I was like, I think they'd love that. Yeah. yeah that'd be a- and so he did. He just went around and handed out That's his comic amazing. book. We had Doug Jones, who was like in Hellboy, and he was the Silver Surfer in Fantastic Four. Oh, yeah. The motion capture dude, right? He was yeah. Ape Sapien. Yeah. yeah. That dude was awesome. I had told everyone that he had signed posters for Pan's Labyrinth, and he like comes back on stage at the end of the show, and he goes, I actually didn't sign posters, <laughs> but I will now if anyone wants it. Oh, very so cool. So everyone that we had was like super cool. It was, it was a fun show. That's wow, nice. that's crazy. Again, that was way before any, you know, way before mm-hmm. any, it was cool to be a nerd. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I guess it is now. I, I kind of missed the the part where a hot girls are into you for it. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> like so that part is still eluding me, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I are, you, when, are you a big comic book oh, guy? Oh, huge. I oh, remember I my favorite gig that I ever did on the road was at Go Bananas in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And it was my first time there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is there anything to do? You know, like because I've never been to Cincinnati. I'm like, well, yeah, you know. And I like going to find a comic book store and a music shop. I, yeah. I love I love going to find. Nice. And I was like, is there a good? And this guy has a really cool comic book store. And I follow the directions and I go there. And the guy just... 
It was like saying, like, if I, hey, is there like a place where I can get on a roller coaster? And someone's like, yeah, there's an all right place in Anaheim. You know, like, just, yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. This is cool. You know, they have a couple of cool a little rides. startup park. Yeah, a little startup yeah. park called Disneyland. You know, yeah. so I was just like, okay. So I go in. It was a store that was nothing. They had, they had like five comic books on sale, but uh-huh. the rest was just action figures from the 80s. That's all oh, it was. Wow. Just nothing but. It was just jam I was just like, this is heaven. Like I was like, oh my god! I'm in. Like I didn't even care about the show. What is I, this place called? They I, closed. They sat. Ah. I was so bummed out because, it, and it wasn't because they were doing bad business. It was just the uh, the 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 building got sold. Uh, so they were like, eh, you know what? We'll just do it on eBay from now on. You know, yeah. but like it was. It was just like heaven, dude. You're just walking around. I was like, nah, I didn't want to care about the gig. I was like, I just want to come live here. <laughs> the rest of it, just keep buying. The, it was incredible. I bought like. I, I bought, you can pay me in gift certificates yeah, to this, place. To this joint because yeah. I'm just going to get. I got like eight Secret Wars figures there. It was amazing. Wow. It was my awesome. biggest regret, and I don't have very many regrets, is I blew up and melted all my Star Wars figures as a oh kid. Oh, my God. I, right. just, I used to just strap uh, firecrackers to the X-Men. Dude, we would do that. Yeah. Throw them. My cousins and I would, I would we do, do that a lot to, of that. I did that to my ad at. Yeah. We just strapped it with fireworks and like, we're going to make the coolest explosion ever yeah. and then we would launch it and you know them and gi joe's got a lot of a lot of damage destruction i learned eventually to do what they did in movies and i started buying stuntmen like i would buy the actual guy and then i would buy like a stuntman guy <laughs> to take all the damage to do all the damage to- <laughs> freeze everybody freeze let's bring in well what i but the stuntmen were all like guys you would get at Kmart that were cheaper right. that had like a passing result. This guy looks like Roadblock. Oh, I'll put <laughs> him in, him. you know. Now, are you guys old enough to remember the original G.I. Joe, the tall one? Oh, yeah. The, he was like eight inches tall. Yeah, yeah. and had fuzzy hair. Yep. And then, See, I don't, I never, I, I started a little bit after that. Okay. Yeah. My but, older brothers had one that mm-hmm. had been through the ringer oh, yeah, and they yeah. let me have it and- he had one boot still, <laughs> and like he had his dog tags and the suit and everything, but they'd lost his gun and his helmet and like half right, of right. his hair. So he had, was just had a, been worn well, off. Yeah, yeah, he looked like he'd been through radiation therapy <laughs> recently. <laughs> you know? Oh, that was radiation therapy, GI Joe. <laughs> yeah. was, it sounds more like bitter divorce, GI Joe. <laughs> like you know, like his wife left him, the kids don't visit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, you just, know what I learned though recently how to tell the those GI Joes from any other like knockoff. Oh, has ever? They have a thumbnail on the inside of their thumb. The real oh, ones, do? yeah. To oh, okay. to identify them as actual GI Joes. So All it's right. Like so GI Joe, Joe is a freak. Yeah. 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 <laughs> inbred GI Joe. His parents were. His <laughs> yeah, parents exactly. were brothers and sisters. Yeah. And like, what no. a random. Uh, it was a weird. Th- and I saw that and I was like, oh, this one's broken. And the guy's like, no, no. It's that not. means a real GI Joe. Right. Yeah. We learn stuff on this podcast. <laughs> Always. This is a education. I had the real big GI Joe. I was super young, and I remember I lost it. <laughs> I got out of the car and knocked it out of the car. And I was I must have been four or five oh, when man. I had it, and I knocked it out of the car in Memphis. I can remember losing it. Oh, I, I remember, remember losing Shockwave, who was a smaller blue GI Joe like SWAT team dude, yeah. to the ocean. Oh, <laughs> where man. like I just I I've dr- lost a friend to the ocean. I, dr- <laughs> <laughs> so, I think Murray won up your story there. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, you and Tom Waits both yeah. have stories about that. <laughs> but yeah, I was just dicking around in the ocean and I dropped him and I thought, I'll just reach down and get him. No right. problem. Nope, nah, never to be gone, seen again. Oh, that thing is, that's down there somewhere. Yeah, there's there's a like stingray that has him like <laughs> lodged in his teeth or something. Forever. That would have been maybe there's that would have been a better like director's cut of Titanic is the old lady drops the jewel and you see it land right next to Mike's chocolate <laughs> yeah. like at the bottom of a the bunch ocean. of shitty eighties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just all the Mike Chewbacca, Millennium you know, Falcon, and, and stuff. Yeah. Have you yeah. guys been watching Stranger Things? No, I was gonna start it last night, but oh, I fell asleep. It's worth starting. It's yeah. worth. It, it was really, really good. Have it. you seen it? Aaron all? giving us the nod of no, approval. I've seen like three episodes. Oh, really dude! Good. I, I, man, I saw the first three, and then the next day I'm like, "Hey, I'll watch the fourth episode." I just finished it all in one sitting. Oh, really? I'm like, okay, I got to see what happens next. Oh, shit! Whoa! It. Oh, man! It's. Uh, it's basically like a mixtape of stuff from the '80s, like uh-huh. Goonies and okay. like Stephen King novels. Oh, and you're the second person to compare it to a a, a Goonies. Well, somebody yeah. the, 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 the ET, a lot of that. A too. lot of it's like, what if? It was like kind of like, what if Spielberg directed a Stephen King novel? That's oh, kind okay. of that's that, kind of yeah. a good way to look at it. It's like, what if Steven Spielberg? Took a Stephen King book and made the movie out of it. That's kind oh, of okay. how, how I would look at it. It's uh, very cool. 
Awesome. It's, well, it's I got start nods that. to everything. I mean, even Matthew Modine looks like, I think they do it on purpose. He kind of looks like Peter Coyote in E.T. Like they kind of oh, do little yeah. things to kind of, you know, give the nods to everything. And it's, uh, it, yeah, it was really fun. That's right. good shit. I'm sorry. I got an important text That's here. okay. I apologize. We'll keep talking. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Um, hold on one second. Winona Ryder is still hot. Yeah, you guys talked about hot. that for a second. And you know what? Is. It's creepy as fuck, um, dude. There's some when it gets when it gets creepy, right? Oh, I, gets, thought, I thought you were saying that she's still hot is creepy as fuck. No, no, no. <laughs> like, that says a lot about society, Jerry. Our youth obsessed culture won't allow Winona Ryder to be hot anymore. <laughs> she was gorgeous. I mean, she still uh, she looks incredible. And she was that might be that might have been some of her best acting too. Because there's hold on in Stranger Things, she, yeah, killing it. Right. Yeah. Oh man, it, she it, really is, especially when it gets deeper in it's but like yeah it, it's uh I, I don't know like w- when it's when it's funny it's really funny and then two seconds later you're scared shitless like it does a really, really? good job of like whoa you're pulling me out of this and we're going right into that okay wow you know it's just like one of those it, and i was incredible. doing the thing where i was like fighting against sleep while i was watching uh-huh. the last episode and right. then like every episode at the very end you're like oh god i really want to watch the next right, episode right, right now this is going to be I'm, – I'm talking to the uh, uh, future listeners who who are coming back from seven years listening to this and they're making fun of us <laughs> oh, <good. laughs> for Stranger Things right now. Sorry, this was awesome. recorded in 2016. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, had, I had a new listener go back and listen to uh, episodes and they were making fun of Jen Kirkman for talking – it was right at the end of MySpace. Oh, and So she was talking about MySpace. <laughs> so they're making fun of Jen Kirkman. Like, like, look at the date, Look at the moron. date on the thing. Look yeah, the man. Like, what are we going to do now that MySpace <laughs> – is over. <laughs> I guess I've been doing this a long time. <laughs> so we're probably, probably going to get hate mail. Like, yeah, dude, Winona Ryder's 90. That's yeah, so right, gross. Right, right, right. Right. Why are you talking? Why are you sexualizing a woman who died in a tragic <laughs> car accident? Jeez, <laughs> like, guys. <laughs> Go back. Um, so how did you guys meet? I wouldn't put you guys together. I was telling Mike this. Oh, yeah. Man, Jesus. Well, uh, How did we met at uh, you know, I think it was it was at what is our sh- story? It was our origin story. Is, uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> let's Jesus. make it comic bookish. Uh, oh, I God, believe I can't get out of this nerd spiral. <laughs> <laughs> our origin, you know, what I think we met when that dude Dante ran that comedy <laughs> night above the bowling alley in Jerry's Deli in, in the valley. I think you're right. Yeah. Remember that? He had a remember he had a comedy shows when he was on Last Comic Standing. It was around that time. Dante, speaking of nerd shit, he had a deal. This is a local comedian who books a lot of shows. Or yeah. used to. Used to, yeah. I think. I he he would anymore. pitch to to all of us. He's like, You want to get in on these collector cards that I'm doing? And we we're like, What do you mean? And he was like, I'm doing collector cards of comedians. Yeah. And it, it's like kick in fifty bucks and I'll get you a set of these. And I was like, So but none of us are famous. You know, <laughs> right. who, who's collecting them besides right. us? He was like, yeah, but there'll be fun promotional stuff. And I was like, no. Yeah. I'm just going to finish eating my grilled cheese. <laughs> you leave me alone. But do you imagine what a Cosby rookie card would be worth now <laughs> oh, with all yeah. the heat that he's got? That's I mean, true. you know? And then they put all the rape stats on the back of it, like a batting average. That would be incredible, I think, if they did that, if they did a Cosby. Alleged rape stats. Alleged rape stats. stats. Yeah, we, are, we are pro stats. Cosby on this show. Right. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I don't know. I apologize. <laughs> We're all about Terrible. the <laughs> comedian. Trading cards. I'm still mad at him for new Coke. <laughs> like I'm, I'm more upset that he tricked us into drinking that right. than oh, anything boy. else. You know, <laughs> it's so funny. Like people are, there's so many people are trying so hard to monetize stand up without doing stand up. Oh my god! You know I, what I, mean? I certainly <laughs> am yeah. trying my best. That is a dream, isn't it? <laughs> to make money off it by not actually but doing not it. actually doing it. My, my mail you a joke dot com yeah. thing did not pan out <laughs> <laughs> as hard as I tried. Uh, <laughs> is that a real thing? No. Uh, that, right. that, it's, awesome. it's something I, I toyed with in my head for right. about 30 seconds. I was like, why don't I just have people write me a check and then I mail them a joke. And I was like, That's a lot of paperwork for one joke. No matter what you set the price at, you know. But would it be the same joke or would it be a different joke? I would mail everyone the same joke the first time and then they would gig <laughs> that I would do another joke and then if they wanted more jokes I would mail them that joke. Well, what's keep... your email address? Let's test it out. Let's do this. Come Let's on. I think you can make a lot of money off this. I'm thing. not doing that. No, that's a terrible idea. I don't, it's such a bad idea. But now I see comedians doing like Instagram 
where they'll take a picture of themselves mugging and oh. then quote one of their own jokes right, on right. the picture. And it kind of works. You, like they get a lot of likes and sure. stuff from doing that. You know, I just, so maybe that's what's next. What's odd though is that Mike and I have known each other for a long time. We've been friends for a long time, but we've never actually done the road together, which would have been cool. Oh, really? That would be a dream. Because then uh, yeah. imagine all the toy stores that would be clean <laughs> if you and I like just we would just, just uh, you know and I always bring a 38 on the road so, <laughs> yeah. so it'd be fun just for that just to have a pistol we could play yeah. with dude did I ever t- okay so this is road stories uh-huh. I one thing that I wish see here's the thing it's like I wish that my friends who are stand-ups had been with me for like all the crazy shit you know like because I remember yeah. one it time much more enjoyable yes like what <laughs> dude one time I was in, just for the awkwardness I did a show it was in Wichita Kansas <laughs> and the headliner was like an old school road dude right like just yeah. kind of you know kind of gruff bitter about yeah, everything yeah. but not an asshole just kind of you know just yeah you know no bullshit uh, I'm gonna do my 45 <laughs> minutes and then we're out of here yeah. you know like that nobody sells anything there's no merch we're just you know and then uh, <laughs> and the head the, the opener I was I was in the middle of the opener was like this just kind of a nerdy dude who's like kind of local he was like from a state over and he mm-hmm. drove in and he was just like kind of like a nerdy redneck right okay and yeah and uh, I don't want to name name you know obviously but he uh, he was not that funny and one day he just kept trying to make best friends with everybody which is fine sure, you know of course. and i'm i'm like yeah we'll talk i'll talk to the guy we're in the condo i'm like yeah what's up you're just talking and what was the, the horror movies with the little silver balls is it phantasm oh, phantasm okay yeah. so like phantasm five is Jesus. on the tv oh, and, and i've never seen any of these i'm just like neither is anybody it's neither any five. five yeah exactly <laughs> and this and, and the opener is just giving us like the breakdown of what happened in one, two, three, and four, and he's explaining Making why sure you're caught up. We're all caught yeah. up, and and I'm and I'm like an asshole. I'm just like nodding, like okay, because I didn't want to be a dick. I'm sure. just like, right. oh, okay. And then I'll never. I wish Mike would have been there, because then the headliner just pauses. He goes, wait, wait, and the guy kind of stops. He goes, and he points at me. He goes. What makes you think him and I give a fuck about any of this? <laughs> the dude just like, you just saw all the defeat in his face. Just like he thought he had new friends. And then it all, and he just got up and he was writing a D&D campaign. Right. That he was going to dungeon yes. master when he got back to his hometown. And he just took his folder, closed it, and then, <laughs> and then went to his room. And I was like, I mean, I wanted to tell the headline, like, thank you. But God, that was, yeah. that was probably a better way to go about this. Yes, you're, you know? cr- you're crushing the soul of this young yeah, comic you were just, 10 yeah. years before it's supposed to be crushed. Right. <laughs> you just hear a gunshot from the other room. Yeah, exactly. Oh, like, whoa, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, with a thump. Like a gunshot and a thump. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, the headliner's like, looks like you're doing 25. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I guess you got to do both, pal. And you're not getting a bump in pay. Like, yeah. okay, all right. There was like... Uh, I don't. I, I probably t- see. I don't know if I should tell this road story. I love it already. No, yeah. I don't know. That's the best way to out. start because I think I, 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 I probably. I might go to jail for this. I don't oh, know. Like okay. that's what's scary about it. Because so this happened to a friend of yours. It didn't. No, happen to you. It, it was. Yeah, exactly. It happened to a buddy. <laughs> I like you know, that you didn't catch on. I you're like, no, no, it, did it was real. <laughs> so I'm doing. I'm doing. It's a, Brian Irwin. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Brian. So I'm. I so I got a knife and I just got done <laughs> yeah. stabbing a bunch of Mexicans and then I'm running and then this dude just tackles me and then this fucking other guy once I'm down is like, hey, don't even think about grabbing a knife, like just rubbing it in. Um, so. I'm doing a show, and I'm not even going to name the city or the club. They're great people. (laughs) The headliner, um, whose name I'll say when this is over, because one of you might know him. All right. You got to remind me. I always forget to ask. He was a store guy back in way back in the day. But he he had moved, and he left, and he was just doing the road. Okay. And um, so we're night number one. It's like Wednesday. And it was in the, the Midwest, more southern Midwest. And this lady, she was gorgeous. Like, I, we were just thinking, like, there's no way somebody this attractive wants to go talk to the us, the comedians, right, right? Right. And sure enough, she does, and her husband's there, and she's like, "Y'all were so funny. Oh my god, I just, I mean." And then the husband go, "Well, I'm leaving, darling," and he takes off, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Hates going hunting for the rest of the week." And then, like, the door, like the exit door to the comedy club hasn't even 
closed yet. Right. Like he's still like it's still slowly closing, right, right. and she just goes, "Y'all want to see my titties?" Like just, <laughs> and all of us could not have said yes faster, right? We're just like, absolutely. Yes. So she just flashes everybody. We're like, man, that is incredible. And then she's like, y'all want to go back to my place? I'm going to be all alone. And I'm like, no. I'm thinking this is, I don't want to mess with this. This is too much. I, this right. is enough. <laughs> but I'm like, but of course, I'm driving because I drove because it wasn't that far from Texas where I lived at the right. time. So I drove to the gig. So and we're narrowing down with, where this club is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm the only guy with a car. And I'm like, fuck. So I, so, uh, and so I take the headliner. I was the middle. I take the headliner. And the bartender also takes his own car. And we go at her, we're just at her house. And I'm sitting there. I feel like, remember in Boogie Nights when the kids pop in the fireworks, you yeah. know, and they're just sitting there like, shit, when's oh, this going to yeah, be over? A yeah, scene. That's yeah. how I am. I'm just like, I just want to get the fuck out of here. I don't want to, you know, I'm not going <laughs> to I don't want to see any more titties. Yeah, I'm done. Like, I don't, I can jerk off to that. That was good enough. Yeah. I don't need to do anything else. And she starts giving us a tour of her little apartment that her and her husband share. And she's like, this is our favorite thing. And she holds up like a marijuana leaf that was mm. framed. It's like, ain't that girl gorgeous? I'm like, yeah, whatever. And then the bartender, is just like you know what I'm fucking her and he just goes hey you want to fuck and she's like uh huh and he just takes her to her bedroom and he starts banging her and the headliner walks up he steals the framed pot leaf and then he opens up a little box that was on the coffee table and he takes out like $300 cash shit and a hunting knife that was a gift that the girl gave her husband that was engraved, like, to Toby, I love you so much. Have fun hunting. You know, and then... Uh, so, so now he uh, narrowed it down to Toby. Yeah, <laughs> no, that was a hunting yard. Yeah, whatever. And then, so, and then he just takes the knife and the money, puts it in his pocket. We're getting the fuck out of here. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God. And so it's my car. I like that he says it like someone else escalated the situation. Yeah, I know. I got to get the fuck out of here. I'm sitting there like, what the fuck is happening? So I drive back to the condo, and I'm like, oh, God. The whole week, I'm like, dude, we're going to get murdered. Something's right, going right. to happen. Yeah. And he's just, the whole week he spent, every night I could hear, boom, boom. And I would go downstairs the first night, and he just had the knife and was just throwing it against the wall <laughs> at like Jesus. three in the morning and then just taking it out. And then and I'm like, okay, I'm not even going to ask him what's going on. I'm just yeah. going to go back to bed. Yeah, that was uh, very interesting. Oh, week. man, that and they never came back to the club? Never came back. That's and night one. You got four was, nights. Wait, exactly. So I'm thinking like, shit, any night, like I'm every set, I just, you know, I, I got They so, know where you will be, 7 and 9 so, p.m. Exactly. Yeah. And I would get so jittery. Like I'd be on stage and I'd see people walk in late and I'd be like, oh, I'd be like, is that, I'm trying to make out with that shit. Yeah. Like it was, oh man, I was so happy when the week was over. So and this I was at broke. the laugh stop in Houston? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> never go, never, and this is obviously a long time ago, but never go back to somebody else's house. Yes. Man. No. I would think I'd about this that the hard stupid way. stuff. Yeah. I did young. It's like, right. you want to go, you know, and it's way the fuck out of town. You right. go and 30 strangers are having a kegger and like, yeah. oh, I could not worth here. it. Not yeah. worth it. Or it, again, if you're going to do it, have your own car and take yourself and don't bring anyone else, right? Like just so you if it's if it's fun, okay, great. I had a great time at a party. If it's bad, you could just get the fun and it's over. I know? like how everybody's like, no, don't do it, don't do it. But they're like, but if you do, do if it. you do, take your own car. <laughs> well, the but thing is, like, audience people that bring you to stuff like that, they're like, We had so much fun. He's gonna be just as much fun yep. oh, yeah. after yep. the show. And if he's not, We'll just slip something in his drink and he'll, and then, he'll be yeah. just as much fun. Or yeah. we'll bury him in the backyard. <laughs> right, so. yeah. All right, so one time I'm in another, you know, rednecky city and uh, we, <laughs> the door, the, so a door girl uh, was graduating from a local university mm. and she was like, we're having a big graduation party. Do you got, do you mind coming? Cause we think you guys are really funny. And so I was like, sure. And so I drove the headliner, right? I was in the, right. and the host. By the way, that's standard. Middle, Standard. middle, yeah. middle drives always headliner. drives the headliner because usually the middle has to drive to the gig. At yeah. least when I started, like we, yeah, yeah they, didn't, they didn't really give us any kind of, you know, still don't compensation. Now, luckily, when you headline, you get like a little bit of a bonus for, yeah, yeah. for travel and all that. But, you know, when I was a middle dude, it was like, shit, you got to just get there on your own and hope and pray that your car doesn't break down. Right, you know? right. And so I, so I was like, I'll take the headliner. He's a really good dude. And we, st I, we still laugh about this story. So we go to this party afterwards and it's all these like just kind of very PC college kids, right? Right. And they're all hanging out. And I was like, is the opener coming? And uh, 
And the headliner said, yeah, he's getting a ride from, we're going to call him Jake. Okay. And I'm like, okay, Jake was uh, the, the sound guy at the mm-hmm. comedy club. And then we just see this pickup truck down the street, which just looked like a bobsled, the way it was going <laughs> back and forth. And Jake was driving, and the, the opener gets out just like mortified. He goes, God, Jake is like really drunk. Like, I don't think he should be driving right now. And then we get to the party, and it's all these like... You know, just preppy kids, you know, it was just, and Jake stood out (laughs) because he was just, and then this other guy who looked just like him crashes the party. Okay. So you have, and we're just trying to make conversation and then you just have like Jake and we're going to call him Randy are just sitting there (laughs) in the front lawn. And you just imagine like a preppy, like, oh my God, my mom will not shut up about how I have to pay her back for the textbooks. These are the conversations that we're having. And then off in the corner here, motherfucker, I will take you out to the lake and I'll bass fish the shit out of you. (laughs) He goes, I'll catch eight bass fish right now. And then Randy's like, I'll catch 10 for every inch on my dick. And then Jake's like, well, if you're going to catch 10, I'm catching 14. Motherfucker, and everyone is just mortified of him. Like they, they don't want to go near him. And then, so Randy leaves. He leaves the party. And then when Randy leaves, Jake walks up and he goes, "Hey, let me tell you something. That there's a redneck <laughs> talking shit. He's like, he's the type of guy he'll fuck his sister in the ass if you turn your back on him. We're like all those kind of guys. Yeah, you know. And, and we're just like shit. And everybody's getting uncomfortable. And then Jake is so blitzed that he passes out. <laughs> and he's out cold in the front patio and yeah. everybody's outside in the front porch and we're all talking and he comes to at like 2.30 in the morning and he literally just comes to and goes, hey, hey, and everyone's like, oh shit. And then he literally just goes into a What's black, white, silver rolls down a bit? It's just the most racist joke you've ever heard in your life. And he says the word. He just goes full on N word in the punchline. And everyone's like, oh God. And that literally just ended the party. Like, everyone's like, well, all right, I guess we're gone Good now. Night, everybody. Yeah. And it's, what's amazing is like the fact that he woke up and had to share that. Like, I, I guarantee you, he thought, like, all right, this it's been, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a rough night, Jake, but. This always gets you pussy. If you say this, you're going to get pussy. And like he just said it. And we were like, well. And then uh, he called in sick the next day. Because oh, really? To the show? To the show because he, he was working on his truck. And it, collapsed, it collapsed on him. So he had to go to the hospital. Like, this was all real. It all happened. It was like, dude. It I was, like how you guys must have left the party like, so uh, we'll see you tomorrow at 7. We'll see you tomorrow at 7. Like, no? And okay. I, I, I told the opener, I'm like, dude, I'm going to give you a ride home. Don't worry. <laughs> like, you know, and I mean, the headline, I, for, we were just dying laughing right. all night. Like, man, he just ruined. Like, it was just this amazing. Poor, grad, just, poor girl's graduation shit, Poor girl's graduation. It's co-worker's graduation party. It's I, funny, like, the local shit that happens where it's like, oh, they're – Everyone else knows that this. Everyone else knows that this is going to happen in town, right, right. but me. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I'm the only person here who's not aware <laughs> of how shitty this situation's going to get. You know, like I, uh, almost always the opener is local. You yeah, know? yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah. It seems like <laughs> we, me and John Panette, who you worked with, oh, yeah, also, totally. oh yeah, we did uh, Tempe, and I saw something I shouldn't have seen. Where I saw our opener arrive on the bus, oh, <laughs> and and oh. he looked like he he must have been about fifty five, uh-huh. and he looked like if Randy Macho Man Savage <laughs> had never worked out <laughs> and had just made even worse decisions right. his whole life than the ones he actually made. He just snapped into Slim Jim's for <laughs> yeah, yeah, breakfast, right. lunch, and dinner. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, it was, that was his food pyramid. Yeah, yeah. It was the oh, Slim Jim. It was just a tight triangle of meat. And uh, so he was wearing like a parka and galoshes and shit like that. And I was like, how's it going? And he's one of those people you don't ask how it's going because he's going to fucking tell you. Yeah, and yeah. He's, like, he's going to be honest. He's too. like, well, my car broke down two months ago and oh, I need Jesus. it. And because I don't have my car anymore, I lost the kid. And I was like, well, what, do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean you lost the kid? He's like, you know, my wife gets the kid now. My ex-wife, I guess. I'm not over, but she's my ex I was like, he's going to tell me he was struck by lightning at right. some point. <laughs> just like, and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. 
And you're just so, like, okay, well, here's my I, intro. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad for this guy. And he goes, you know, I really respect you. I think you're real funny. And I think John is just the best. I kind of want to do my bear joke for him. And I was like, oh, no. oh it's a, like a special joke you oh, do? No. And he was like, yeah, do you think I can do my bear joke when I bring him up? And I don't have a problem with it. And I'm, I'm thinking if it's his best joke, right? Yeah, anything that'll lift this guy's spirits, yeah. I'm into. I'm like, yeah, I do, I do the bear joke. Do, do it, do it. <laughs> and so I go, I do my time. He comes up and he starts telling the bear joke. But the bear joke goes like, let me set the scene. In 1976, there's a winter, the, our worst winter ever, and blah, and it goes on for about oh. 12 fucking minutes. <laughs> and Panette is a sweetheart. He's yeah, a he's real a nice guy. guy, but he's also a bottler, where it's like, when he, <laughs> things stew, and then eventually it pops. And finally, I just hear him, how fucking long is this story? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know. He told me he was going to tell about it. He was like, you knew about this? And I was like, no, I didn't. I didn't. I just, he said a bear joke. That's all. That's all I knew. He didn't give you the length <laughs> of it. <laughs> so he tells, he finishes up the joke finally. Panette goes on, kills, you know, goes, sure, you know, goes fine. But so while he's up on stage, he comes back to me and he goes, so? And I'm like, what? And he's like, the bear joke. Did Panette like it? Oh, God. And I was like, I didn't want to lie because yeah, yeah. we've got three more shows to do. Yeah. I was like, I, I, he can't tell this shit again. I was like, this is a little long for an intro joke. Yeah. <laughs> and you could see that he realized that once again he had fucked up his life oh, <laughs> in man. a really bad way. And he just kind of stares off into space for a moment. And then he goes, Mike, I could fuck up a wet dream. <laughs> oh, God. I'll be in the dressing room. <laughs> and he just locked the dressing oh, room behind man. him. And I was just like, I'm just leaving him. Again, alone. gunshot. Oh, yeah, yeah, God. yeah God. totally. Gunshot. Oh, man. Oh, dude. <laughs> we had, we had it, uh, We were hanging out in the green room recently. And uh, <clears throat> he was a good opener. He was a good opener. Um, but uh, we're like hanging out and. Um, I'm drinking the other comic smoking pot and we're all having a good time. The manager's there and the manager's really cool. And the opener is there. And I was talking to my buddy about one of his jokes. I was giving him a punch up and he was giving me a punch on mine. And then the opener goes, Hey man, maybe you guys get like right in the middle of just a riff. Right. Brought the whole thing to a stop. <laughs> hey man, maybe you guys could help me with this bit. I'm working oh, on. No. Like, all right, what is it? And he's like, well, all right, you know how, all right, okay, so I have a girlfriend, and uh, I hang out with girls all the time, you know? And, and, <laughs> sure. And, and you know, I don't you mind do. when I hang out with girls, and she gets mad at me when I when I hang out with girls, and I tell her, forget, you know, we're not married, I can hang out with other girls I want. But then when she <laughs> hangs out with guys, I want to fucking kill her. I just want to, like, it just makes me so mad <laughs> that I just want to, like, it's okay for me to hang out with When she hangs out with dudes, I just, and, like, you could see it in his eyes. Like, he's getting really, yeah, and like, I just went, whoa, yeah. uh, this is therapy. This is a yeah. joke. What is a yeah. joke? Yeah. Not. What joke are you bouncing uh, off yeah. us right now? So, uh, is it okay if I kill my girlfriend? Yeah, so, <laughs> so they pretty much just ended the whole evening. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to head back to the room now. And yeah. you go, and uh, that's not really a joke, bud. You might want to ratchet down the intensity. <laughs> yeah. On, on, well, speaking of like, because you, you know, Mike and I are friends, and like, I think there's nothing better though than okay, nothing worse than a hell gig, right? Oh yeah, nothing better than a hell gig when you're with your friend. Oh yeah, like or the next day, I always or the said. next day, it's like yeah. man, like of course, like because I, I, you've done triple runs, I assume. Have you? I have not. Have you ever I, done a triple? I've run? done. I know of triple and I've done triple style runs, but okay. I've never done a triple run. Jesus. All right. So like, again, this is one of those, like you wish you had your friends with you. Sure. Cause one yeah. time I did a show in Deer Lodge, Montana and this, it was like a prison town where literally I think enough people broke out and they just said, well, let's just stay here. Right. You know what I mean? We'll make a community out of yeah. it. Like, I guess. And like, I'm sure. And, Reagan had something to do with that. Right. <laughs> And we finish the show, and this lady comes up to us afterwards because I'm going to tell you all a story about Deer Lodge. And we're like, oh, okay. She goes, there's the baby moose that lives up by our neighborhood, and it comes down every weekend. And she goes, and it loves me because it stays at my house the longest. And I, it'll eat 
like <laughs> apples out of my hand and it let me paint its baby moose antlers all these different colors. And I'm like, okay, where's she? Okay, cool. We're going to meet a moose. Does she have it with her? And then she goes, but then the other night I just got drunk and forgot how cute it was and I just shot it. I just shot <laughs> it to Christ. death. Jeez. And we're just like, ah, okay. <laughs> like this is where, and then like, I remember like one time the, the openers, <laughs> Uh, the the people who owned the club were like, "Hey, uh, thanks for coming here and doing this. Uh, we really appreciate it, you comedians, you know." And but uh, you know, we got a little show if you don't mind doing that we do before the the real show. And we're like, "Okay." And they took out like these two owners took out a puppet, and like you could tell they had to clean all like the jizz and blood off of it to get it ready. You know, it was like this like God knows what happened to this puppet back. You know, and then so they bring it out. And and the guy, one of the like one of the owners was the voice of the puppet, and he, all he would do was like he was such a good ventriloquist, he just held the thing in front of his face, to, like you know, <laughs> so like you couldn't see, the, you know. And then and then and then the other guy would be like, "Hey, Curtis, talk." The puppet's name was Curtis. He's like, right. "Hey, I heard you had a visit from your ex-wife," and he goes, "I sure did." And then the guy goes, "Oh, that's bad." And then Curtis goes, "No, that's good," because do ba da ba do. He goes, "Oh, that is good." No, that's bad. Oh. That oldest fucking thing, you know. I'm a kid. My four year old sure. loves that book. They, right, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they do this for like 20 minutes right. and, yeah. and then they get off stage and it's like, all right. And then I start and I forgot what happened, but it wasn't even like, it wasn't talking about someone with mental issues or a hand. I just said the word retarded, like, uh-huh. oh, this place was retarded, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just death. Like everyone was just like, and I'm like, well, what's going on right now? Like, what happened? How did I lose the room? And then yeah. I don't get them back. And I'm just like, what's going on? And then afterwards, like, everyone comes up to me after shows like, we enjoyed your comedy, but I have a mentally handicapped child. And I didn't think everyone, every, like, there was 30 people there. <laughs> oh, wow. And like, and I didn't find it appropriate. Okay. Right. And oh. I'm like, okay, uh, Jesus, I'm really sorry. You know? And I was like, I wasn't making, I just, you know, I'm, I'm sorry for using that word, but I sure. wasn't making fun of that. And they're like, we understand, but that's just why we got all uncomfortable. Ever, and then finally, the little guy who was the, 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 the not the puppeteer, but the, the straight man in the bit yeah. comes running up. I swear to God, he goes, yeah, come here, come here. Fuck these people. Okay. They want to get mad. Let them get mad. But I got four mongoloids at home and i thought it was the funniest thing and i'm like oh my god that's what he literally said and then he goes and you know what i like to that's do? our new band name <laughs> yeah. and then he says i'm not making any i swear he goes you know what i like to do i like to take the youngest one i like to take her to karaoke night and i video I, he goes i make her get up and sing and i videotape her it's the funniest thing and i'm like oh jesus dude, i gotta get out of here like this is, this is the worst oh man i mean it was i and again it's sad as that guy is exactly your audience like i mean i guess when life gives you lemons i have I no know. idea why he would like that it's just <laughs> wow like but... i videotape her singing karaoke like i'm just gonna exploit my poor kid well. and make fun of her like <laughs> It was just. Listen, before we leave, let me get the booker for that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, people are horrible. Were you there the night of the big walkout at Comedy Underground? The big walkout? This, you would remember if you. Okay. It was, we we followed an improv show. It was like a group of improv players. Yeah, there was like a local, that, that had its own little improv yeah. group. That and place. they were nice enough, but, sure. you know, comics and improv people don't generally get It's a, like it's, the Crips and the blood. Yeah, it's really like boring is. tribes. <laughs> they really hate each other. But <laughs> this guy offered an olive branch. He was like the leader of their group or whatever, the comedy donuts or whoever they, they were. <laughs> the wacky meatballs. Yeah, and he goes, hey, we've got an amazing audience tonight. Do you want me to tell him to stick around? And I was like, you know, that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Thanks for thinking of us like that. And he goes, okay. And so he goes, tells them all, uh, there's a free uh, stand-up comedy show after this, so stick around. And everyone's like, whoa, and they all stay. So the improv group takes off. They leave. Uh, Galern is our host. Okay. And I go, okay, Galern, you got to kind of set the tone that we're a little bit more adult, you know. And right. so This is Jason do, Galern. Yeah, do, do a little bit of – saucier stuff and Galern is the right person to ask to do (laughs) and so immediately he goes on stage who likes eating pussy (laughs) and and everyone's like woo they're having a great time and I'm like fuck yeah they're into it they're having a great and so he does about five more pussy minutes right and and finally some lady goes that's it stands up 
and she older woman and she comes to the front and everyone I hear everyone go ah and she goes like that like she just waves her finger uh-huh. in a weird gesture the whole crowd gets up in unison and starts following her out and now I'm seeing them come into the light 13 year old 14 year old 14 year old 13 year old I was like oh, no. these motherfuckers were all on a field trip <laughs> to see the improv group oh, no. they had permission slips they had to sign <laughs> and shit like that this lady is livid she's pissed off at right. her. She, uh, she's like you and uh, it's not even English to me anymore yeah. she, I'm like the kid in a Charlie Brown thing and I'm like uh, speed freak go talk to speed freak and so I send her over to him and he's like what's the problem what's that and so they start batting it back and forth oh man every motherfucker in the room leaves but one dude <laughs> there's one guy left and that guy from the back in the dark I, I tell Jason I was like call it you know we we fucked up yeah. <laughs> or I fucked up call it. and so he goes I'm sorry we're not gonna have a show tonight because you know everybody fucking left and so the guy goes I'll stay and we're like what and he's like I'll stay and watch you perform your stand-up. And we're like, oh, sir, that'd be weird. It'd be, <laughs> for you, it would be weird. For us, it would be weird. You'd feel beholden to laugh. We don't want to do that. He was like, I really don't mind. And we're like, uh, no, let us get you free tickets to the next show. Yeah. You come see us again. He was like, are you sure? And we're like, you're very sweet. Please, please come back and we'll get you in free anytime you want. And he goes, oh, Okay. So he comes out into the light and I see him and then he leaves. Three months later, I do a workshop for a Comedy Central casting director. Okay. And it's that fucking guy. Oh, (laughs) wow. Who was basically offering us all 10 minute showcases that (laughs) night in private for free. (laughs) You know? And so it was like the worst night ever. (laughs) So the moral of the story is do the show. (laughs) Yeah. You never know. If someone sticks around. Do the and show. And they want to see you, let them see you. you Man. I, I, there's nothing worse to me than perform in front of kids. Like, I would <laughs> yeah. rather, I'd rather perform in front of my mom's The worst part, crew. though, was they were loving it. I was like, this oh, audience is a dream. It depends. You know? Like, you know, They're like, hearing pussy jokes. Have you done, yeah. the, uh, have you done the, uh, any of the teen tours? For yes. Them? They yeah. will, I don't think they will book me on it anymore <laughs> because <laughs> I lost it one time, and I told the girl from Florida she's going to end up pregnant by the time she graduates <laughs> high school. <laughs> Not directly at her. I alluded to it. Sure. And was she heckling? Yeah, she, they were just like, they weren't getting, they're 15 years old. They don't want to be there. You know. And, hey, then, hey, look, I, and I, then I thought I did bad. Ian Bag followed me. Oh, no. And yeah. called the their leader, the chaperone, uh, FPJ, Fat Pussy Jenny. And, <laughs> <laughs> and of course, they love, so she got pissed. I don't think Ian Bag and I are allowed to do them anymore. That's hilarious. And I guarantee she's still called Fat I, Pussy I, Jenny. When he, got up, when he got off the stage, I go, you know, in four years in their yearbook, they're going to be remembered. Remember Fat Pussy Jenny. FPJ? Never oh, forget God. Fat Pussy Jenny. Every reunion, they've had their t- five-year reunion now. Like, dude, where's, where's FPJ at? <laughs> oh, uh, that's to, great. Uh, to be true, I think it was HPJ. I think it was Harry Pussy Jenny. That, was, <laughs> that, that, that Pussy Jenny sounds so much awesomer. <laughs> yeah, that Pussy Jenny. Well, I, wanna, I give all the, I give all that brilliance to you. <laughs> but I love Jason Galera, and I've known J- Jason Galera, and I got started together. He's raw as fuck. I he love is, that dude. He is one he, of the. Know. He. I always put him up with Schimmel because he was always yeah dirty, but clever so good smart. It's, it's yeah. that's smart like so much fun it. to watch is someone who's like super dirty but super smart about it yeah and you're like gee like this is incredible like i love that like i, I won't say the other guy's name but i knew a guy around that time who had a galern type joke uh-huh. that was like and it was like it was all that could dude could do to muster one jason galern right, joke right. and jason galern just spills them out you know, yeah, yeah. To right like tons of them you know i i have i haven't had jason on here i have to have jason on here. oh and yeah, jason is totally. hilarious because he's a school teacher <laughs> right he's a school teacher and he is just so filthy it's hilarious That's great now i'm at the point where i can just see him and i just start laughing yeah I'm just right like, i'm so delighted that he's around you know he did i I gave him one tag for a joke one time when we were first starting out, and it, got, it would always get a big laugh, and he'd always be like, thank you, Murray Valeriano, for that tag. <laughs> like, it got to the point where I'm like, I appreciate it, but you don't have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, who the fuck is Murray Valeriano? Why are you doing, why are you doing that? <laughs> 
You might become famous by default. I know, I know right? <laughs> this is, you don't get him like that's his T-shirt that he Thank sells. Thank God on we the don't road. all have to do that. Oh, sir! After right? every tag that we've that'd been be given. Oh, that'd be the worst. Yeah, that's what always like, thinking comedians that have been dead for four years. Yeah. Yeah. Ed Regine, thanks a lot yeah. for that tag. But... Thanks, Dave Pierre, for getting out of the business and letting me use that joke. <laughs> <laughs> All well, right. I have 20 minutes, but when I actually give credits out for each, <laughs> I, I, I can give you about 45. <laughs> if I could, I'll even tell you the story of how I got the tag. Right. And, you know. Hey, if the listener who wanted me to punch up his uh, joke about beating up his girlfriend, if that ever works, don't <laughs> yeah. give me credit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no shit. <laughs> my name out of it. <laughs> All right. Where can we, where can we find you guys? We got a. Uh, we had to do a tight one today because we got a That's couple cool. shows coming in behind us. I love doing and somebody a tight was one. late. Oh, I'm oh, so That's on me. It was. That's that on was me. both of us actually. Oh, we were all me. we were both super stupid late. That was um, on me. Sorry. Uh, uh, you can find me on pretty much all social media at Mike Black Attack. All right. I, I'm on Twitter at, at Rocha Comedy. All right. Oh, you know we should talk about Panette real quick before we split. Oh yeah. I think has, we've all worked with him. Oh, have you yeah. worked with him also? Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 That we're, dude was just awesome. He was. His, I remember the worst thing that happened to him uh-huh. uh, road-wise that I was a part of was at the Irvine Improv down the road from it. It's an outdoor mall for those sure. who don't yeah. know. Uh, the Cheesecake Factory had some sort of malfunction and caught fire. Oh, you were there for that? Yeah. Okay. And wow. so the Improv uh, shorted out like everything mm-hmm. – I guess when there's a fire, everything goes on lockdown. Right. And so the lights go out, the sound goes out, and these, like, fire lights just blink on and off. So Panette just starts projecting with his theater voice, Mm -hmm. and he goes, tell the manager to get me a flashlight. So the manager brings him up a flashlight. He's already done 45. Right. He's pretty close to finishing. But he knows that the waitresses need the computers to be back on before they can do checks and shit like that. And so he does a half hour with a flashlight in the dark. Oh, it's great. And crushes. Just crushes. Then the computers come back on and he does another half hour on top of that. Jeez. It was phenomenal. It was one of the coolest things I've ever seen a comic do. You know, a lot of, because a lot of dudes, especially at his level, would just be like, fuck this, I'm leaving. Yeah, 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 they'd call the show. Yeah. Tell the manager to give him free passes or whatever. Yeah, they would throw a tantrum. They might get angry. Yeah. Yeah. Just pure class on something like that. Dude, he was such a good dude. Yeah, it was so much fun to work with. There was one time he did, and Dan Godfrey, the general manager of all the improvs, uh, told me this story. They had an earthquake, an earthquake, and it kind of like rumbled everybody and knocked out the lights and stuff. And so he went out on the street and did his show on the street (laughs) out in front (laughs) Out in wow. front of the club for the people who stayed. Most people went home to go check on their. Uh, yeah. But he did it in front and like he, they videotaped it. There was a nice. Did you go to the memorial at the improv for him? I did. Yeah, I spoke at it. It, it was uh, fun. I was it, there. It I'm was, sorry. I don't remember. Was, oh, no, I do remember. No, uh, now that I think about it, I do remember. I, yeah, I told the story about it. I was too busy fighting with Eliza Schlesinger behind me. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I threw her under the bus there. She, wasn't. <laughs> she deserves it. She's. she's <laughs> <laughs> no, she worked with John too, and we all had uh, we all bonded over Chick Fil A. Oh, okay. We, mm. This was before Chick Fil A was evil, and you right, weren't allowed sure. to eat there anymore. Right. But at yeah. the time, uh, they didn't seem that homophobic, and we right. were all just wholesomely right. enjoying Chick Fil A. And uh, but yeah, uh, I I talked about going to Italy with him, which was amazing. Oh, that's oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah, I do remember that story. Now and, you told me uh, he. Introduced me to what's the soft serve sort of ice cream they have there? Gelato. Gelato. Oh, okay. Yes, uh, right. we we stopped right. I'm at Italian. A, I should know that. Yeah. <laughs> we stopped at a gelato place that had like 300 flavors. It was crazy wow. for mm. fat people. It was like heaven. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so we're trying it, and I'm thinking this is the greatest thing I've ever eaten. And I go, John, what do you think of the gelato? And he goes, It's good. Not in that. Oh, I'm gonna get another scoop way. It's good in that now I got to sell all my shit and move to Italy sort of. <laughs> <laughs> he was just fun like that off the cuff. So great. Yeah. And uh, he, you know, he worked with Sinatra. Oh, he did? Up until like a week before Sinatra died. Oh, wow. And Sinatra knew it was coming and he wanted uh, Rickles to be like his final oh, opener. Wow. And so 
he said, but you know, I want you to pass the torch. He was like, we'll bring you in for your last night and you'll bring up Rickles and then Rickles will bring up me. So he goes out and he knows it's his last night working with Sinatra and he does 10 minutes and just annihilates. Yeah. Just crushes. So Rickles comes out, gives him a hug and whispers in his ear, you'll get him next time. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I've never, I've, it's very God, rare that awesome. I see a headliner sell out Thursday through Sunday. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. The Thursday night show is it's just packed. standing room only yep. and the Sunday night it show was is always room only. Yeah. Shows are always great. I was, oh man. I would wager that guy, bef- like uh, by the time of his death, he probably had about four hours of clean material. Yeah, right? wow. Which is just unheard of yeah. to me. Like, well, but also super funny too. Oh, yeah. That's what's like all the more impressive about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, back when he died, I was co-hosting Bill Ingvall's radio show. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, say what you want about Bill. You know, he's got his yeah. fans and he's got his haters. Sure. But in sure. front, and his fans, there is nobody better. And Panette went up in front of him one time and he said that was the only time I was like, oh shit. I'm in trouble. Yeah. I'm in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> Dude, I could not imagine ever having to follow that. Oh, so, no. oh forget like, about uh, it, man. Okay. No. Man, forget about <laughs> it. Annihilated. All right, you guys. Um, well, now I got to get out of my voice is really going. <laughs> Thanks uh, for having us. I want to thank man. Jerry and Mike. Mike, it's good to see you. I haven't seen you oh, in so long. Pleasure to see you. Man. And I see you every once in a while. Yeah, thanks poke. again, man. Yeah, yeah it's always thanks. good having Sorry you. Sorry I was back. late. No problem. <laughs> Sorry. No problem. I always give people shit when they're late. Uh, <laughs> at Murray V on Twitter. Um, and of course, the LA Podcast Festival is coming up. So I hope to see you guys there. And uh, again, um, August 19th at the Melrose Improv. If you're in town, come on out. Uh, Hit me up on Facebook for some, uh, you know, maybe some free tickets, but definitely some uh, cheap tickets. All right, you guys, thanks for listening. Thanks, Aaron. You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns And these fights, cancel flights, running with the runs And blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette <laughs> Drunks in the front, making out for your set And middle acts doing blow, more missing merch And drive the rental car past another mega church And juice keys, vagina fists, your cell phone is gone One big law and order marathon